Welcome to Faith Church Podcast, where we are a safe place to find and follow Jesus. We're so glad you're here, and wherever you're listening from, we believe God will impact your life through today's message. Yeah, think about think about graduation and what it means. There's like this whole new, uh, just you're stepping into a new season. There's this moment of turning one page, uh, closing one chapter, and opening up another one, and what an exciting exciting season to really jump into. You know, it's one of those things in life, you, you recognize that there are so many uh, what we call milestones in life, these moments in our, in our journey that, that kind of, you know, that create these uh, new beginnings or fresh starts or, uh, you know, however you want to uh, describe them. And, and graduation is definitely one of those, right? And, and I know for all of us, we stand here today and we're so excited. There's so many dreams and passions, and we look forward to hearing and seeing uh, what the Lord is going to continue to do in and through the heart of our students, uh, through the lives of our students. What an exciting thing to know that while uh, there's so much future ahead of you, uh, and it could be scary, the beautiful thing is knowing that the Lord is with you, right? The Lord that created the heavens and the earth, that God is with you as you as you journey out, as you take these steps, as you move on uh, in life, and I just want to, you know, one quick thing in addition to what Jabez said to our graduates, I want to I want to speak from a uh, a thirty year veteran of graduation, uh, and so uh, what what I want to speak to you is is this is that as you embark on life and the dreams that are in front of you. I want you to know that we have this expectation that life is going to be fair, that every decision that we make and every uh, contract that we sign, that, that life is going to be fair, that everything's going to be equal, that all the, the, all the scholarships that we apply for are going to be completely equally uh, distributed, and, and, and we just believe and are hoping and our heart is anchored in this reality that life is fair. And then all of you that have graduated about the same time I did, we go, mmm, bless your heart. <laughs> oh, oh, and I say this only because I think it's important as we jump into our Sermon on the Mount series, as we look at, man, life, you ever realize that life is just not fair? Oh, that's not fair. Like, literally, I didn't mean to pun there. It's just like, for real, not right. Like, oh, my goodness, that life, life sometimes is just not fair. But you know what I, I do want to say, that in, in this life, what I'm so thankful for, and Cody, thank you so much for serving communion in this moment when we remember uh, the cross and we remember what Jesus did for us on the cross and what that means for us today and to know that uh, what Jesus did into, in, in the sacrifice that he made for us, opening a door and allowing us to have relationship with God in a very personal and real way, to, to know that when Jesus was teaching his disciples and he says, you know, the Holy Spirit is with you and soon will be in you, there's this, there's this understanding, there's this reality that we have today that we, we remember with communion and we remember in worship and we remember in church service on Sunday morning, that we remember when we pick up our Bibles and we read those Bibles and we remember every time that we pray, when we seek God, we remember that we are not alone in this world, that God is with us. 
that God cares, that God is real, that he is able, and he is always, always, always with us. This incredible reality that you get, and we remember over and over and over again that no matter where we go, no matter what we do, no matter what direction life uh, uh, takes us in, no matter what comes against us in life, that God is with us. And man, it's so important to recognize and just remember And could I just pause for a second and maybe slow down for a minute and just remind us that, man, God is with you. That God loves you. That you're not alone. That sometimes life gets difficult and sometimes life is not fair. But God is with you. You know, it's important as we, again, we're going through this Sermon on the Mount. We're taking a lot of time. In fact, we re-outlined this series because it's taken me longer than I initially promised. I think I told you that in the beginning. Uh, <laughs> shocker, right? Um, but uh, uh, we re-outlined it. We'll be, we'll be in this, the Sermon on the Mount all the way through the summer. Uh, we will finish at the end of August. And so we're going to journey through this teaching uh, of Jesus' teaching, and why is it, why? Because it's so important. The things that Jesus teaches in the Sermon on the Mount are so important about what it means, uh, what it looks like, the relationship with God, how that plays out in our life. It's very practical, it's very tangible, it's very real, and so we're just taking our time to walk through it. In the past couple of weeks, I know some of you guys, I, 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 love, I love a few things. You know, people who have been in church for a long time, you know, um, people who've been in church for a long time, the last few, they love the last few weeks, right? They're like, yeah, that is heavy, that is hard, let's go, right? People who've been in church for a long time are like, whoo, yeah, we need more of that. You know, people who haven't been in church as long are like, whoo, that's hard. <laughs> you know, but it, but it is, these last couple of weeks we've talked about, you know, dealing with we recognize that there's sin in our life and we're dealing with it quickly and when we're talking about guardrails and creating space and, and we're talking about being real in our lives all the time and all of these things, boy, those are, oh man, those are really difficult things to pull off. But remember, as we talked about in the, in the Sermon on the Mount, the, the reality that, that so often the world looks at this outward expression, Right? this outward expression of who we are. We are so often evaluated by actions and words, but really what's happening, what Jesus began to teach is this transition from this outward expression to really an in, internal reality. That, that the Bible teaches us that if we can take care of our insides, we can take care of our heart and our mind, the, everything else will flow out of that. And we work from the inside out, that God will change us from the inside out not from the outside in, right? So often, I love that when Cody said that about, about communion, he's like, listen, you know, when you make some mistakes, you fall short and you feel like I can't, I can't take communion because I'm not perfect. And the reality of that is there's not a person in this room that's perfect, right? There's, there's not a person in, our, in, our, in this world that's perfect. There's only one person that was perfect ever, and that is Jesus. I mean, the reality of it is we're all perfect. We, we all fall short. We all make mistakes on a regular basis, but, but what we do with those, how we respond to those makes all the difference in the world, okay? And so, so again, we're just laying this foundation as we're looking at the reality of life for us as we handle and wrestle with these very difficult things that Jesus is teaching, these principles for our life, though the reality is it starts on the inside. 
it's an inside thing that when, when we do fall short, we do make mistakes, we just take a moment, we go, oh, Jesus, I need you. Right? Like you get to the spot where you just go, oh, I've tried. I've tried to figure it all out. I've tried to, yeah, I've tried to do it on my own, right? But I always make mistakes. I always mess up. You know, my willpower is not as strong as I wished it was, that I thought it would be like, oh my goodness. Like as I walk through life, oh, I just always seem to make mistakes. I, you know, there's so many times you get done with the conversation and you go, you know, I probably could have said that better. You know, have you ever, anybody do that? I know I do that on a regular basis. Yeah, you know, and you get done with the conversation, you go, man, that, that felt heavier than it should have. And you rewind it, you're like, oh, that's why. Because you were a jerk. <laughs> or you were mean. That was, that was harsh, right? That was too strong of words. We, we can't use that word in church, can we? Uh, but because you were harsh, you know, or because you were, you know, you don't like grace. I, I laugh all the time, you know, when, when Mandy and I were in Springfield, Missouri, uh, I used to laugh. I'd, I'd say, man, I can't believe I live in the South. And, and people would say, oh, this is not the South. And I would say, oh, yes, it is. Like, y'all are confused. <laughs> See that, y'all? It's stuck. Uh, yeah, you guys are confused. This is the South. Uh, but here was the, here was the major indicator uh, for that you could just feel it, the difference between, you know, good, strong Ohio principles and... The South, you know, here's, here's the big dividing line. Uh, here's the dividing line is I can remember early on when we first moved out there, you know, we'd have meetings. And, I, you know, if you've ever seen me in meeting mode, um, you know, it's a unique experience uh, because uh, when I'm in business mode, uh, I like to get things done quickly, okay? Uh, and so um, sometimes, you know, every, some, you know, sometimes I would sit around and chat and I just don't have time for that. Right? And so I can remember being in Springfield. We'd have meetings, you know, and I'm just like, and here's the deal, and here's, nope, that was broke. We got to fix this, and nope, that's not right. In fact, I tell you, okay, and then it would say this. Somebody after one of our meetings came up to me one time, and they said, um, Tom, you can't talk to people like that here. I said, what do you mean? I'm just being honest. Like, well, you know, in fact, there was this, they actually, Mandy has this shirt. They bought me a shirt, my team. Uh, bought me a shirt, and it was a joke, and I think for some of them it was funny, and for others it was passive-aggressive, right? Uh, but uh, there was this shirt they bought me, and it, and it just says, when I was in Ohio. <laughs> and, and let me tell you the story, let me tell you the story, uh, because I used to, we'd sit there in meetings, we're talking, I'd get frustrated, I'm like, listen, when I was in Ohio, here's how we did it, right? When I was in Ohio, here's how we did it. And I would use that phrase all the time, and somebody, oh, bless their heart. Uh, so I'm just like, this is confession time. This is good. No, I'm just kidding. But, uh, you know, I'm in this meeting, and somebody um, said something about that phrase, like when I was in Ohio. And I just looked up and said, hey, listen, until the national office can do it better than we did in Ohio, that's what you're going to hear. <laughs> oh, Lord, forgive me. Ryan, if you are watching today, which I'm sure you're not, but... I am so sorry, right? Oh, goodness gracious. You know, life's not fair. <laughs> you know, some of these, these conversations are hard and life can be hard and, and we roll through things that are hard. But you know what I love is that, you know, we make mistakes on a regular basis. Sometimes they're, you know, mistakes that the world would recognize and sometimes they're mistakes that the Lord is working on in our own hearts and lives. 
right? But no matter what, what's beautiful about this is that God is with us. And our response to those moments, how we respond to those moments internally matters, matters. Why, why did I take so much time to talk through that? Is because when we get in, continue in this, this conversation in Matthew chapter five, is Jesus just teaching and just teaching and just teaching and just teaching. And these principles that he's teaching are so powerful, but they are so difficult. And I think what's also really, really important for us in the, as we're looking at this, uh, as we're walking through uh, these principles, is that when you, when you look at the illustrations that Jesus uses in the Sermon on the Mount, just realize that the principle reaches far beyond the illustration. Right, we talked about that like in the first one in this one when we're talking about anger, that the principle of that is not just about anger. Sometimes in our world, we feel like, hey, if I can just, just put it in the box of anger, I'm good because I don't get angry very often, right? Um, and then, you know, because some of that's just personality stuff. We could, we could, you know, some personalities have shorter fuses than others. And some personalities are just full of peace and grace, Mandy. <laughs> right? And so, so, you know, some, and, it's, and that's a personality thing. That's not one person is more holy than the other. Maybe in this case it is. But, uh, and, you know, it's not because one person is more holy than the other. It's just people have different tendencies. So when we just put it in the box of anger, we miss the real principle. And there's a group of people that feel condemned. And there's a group of people that feel self-righteous. But the reality is not, it's not just about anger. It's about the principle, which is any unsurrendered emotion can lead to sin. Right? Because anger uh, is not sin in and of itself. Right? We, we can see that through Scripture. So the, my point is when we walk through these, these are difficult, difficult, difficult principles. But all these principles extend far beyond the illustration of them. So let's jump into Matthew chapter 5. If you have your Bibles, uh, Matthew chapter 5. And we're going to read verse 38 through 42 today. <clears throat> And we're going to go quickly, okay? I promise. <laughs> y'all, y'all like, I've heard that before. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Here we go. Matthew chapter 5, verse 38 through 42. Here we go. Here's this phrase again. Jesus uses over and over and over again this phrase. You have heard. You have heard the law that says... The punishment must match the injury. An eye for an eye and a tooth for a tooth. But I say, do not resist an evil person. If someone slaps you on the right cheek, offer the other cheek also. If you are sued in court and your shirt is taken from you, give your coat too. If a soldier demands that you carry his gear for a mile, carry it two miles. Give to those who ask and don't turn away from those who want to borrow. Heavenly Father, again, speak to us through your word. Help us to see you. Help us to know you. Help us to experience your presence. Help us to represent you well. I pray that you will guide us and you will lead us, that you will will continue to transform our hearts and minds, that we can be your representatives on this earth. Not perfect, but honest. Not perfect, but striving for personal holiness. Not perfect, but surrendered to you. We love you and we need you. And we ask in Jesus' name, 
Amen. Amen. I'm going to jump right to the, uh, the meat of this one. When you look at these four illustrations he uses, they're fantastic. Let me break them down beyond uh, what, what he says here. Because you think, you know, if you get hit in the cheek, give him the other cheek. Well, not too often are you sitting at school and somebody just walks up and smacks you in the face. Now, if that happens, I'm sure it's on social media somewhere. Uh, because everything's being recorded nowadays, you know what I mean? But that doesn't happen very often. It's not like you're, you know, just pumping gas, and somebody rolls up, and they're like, you know what? Oh, hold on, time out. You know, like, like that, that's not, that doesn't happen a whole lot, but the principle here is, think about this principle. The principle is when offense is given or personal insult is given. All right, so let that one rest for a second. It's not just about getting hit in the cheek and giving the other cheek. It's about how do we respond when we, are, when we feel offended, when there's personal insults. Doggone it. It says here, you know, if you are ensued and in court and your shirt is taken from you, give them your coat too. What, what happens when unjustly or maybe unfairly re- resources are taken from you? When this fair life is not fair anymore? How do we respond when resources are uh, taken from us or there's legal contention in our world? Well, how do we respond to that? Or, or if you look at the next one, if a, if a soldier demands you, that you carry his gear for a mile, and if you look at history, you know, just historically, it would have been very uh, you know, appropriate or that would have been experienced because the Roman soldiers, the officers would have had the authority to f- basically force you to do what they say. So if a Roman soldier would have said to somebody, hey, carry this for a mile, uh, that they would have had to have done it, right? There's, there's just a way, that would have been culturally uh, a real, very real conversation. But nowadays, I mean, I, nobody's going to walk up to you today and say, hey, uh, I don't, I don't want to mow my lawn. You have to do it. I mean, unless you live in my house. <laughs> and, then, and then, oh, I'm sorry. Or maybe you live in somebody else's house. And, you know, but, but nobody's going to make you, you know, they, Come on, we live in America, right? Like, nobody can make you do anything, I guess. Is, you know, but what happens when, when you are services requested or demanded or things of you, uh, you're being asked to do something? And, and how do we respond when people around us need, you know, give to those who ask and don't turn away from those who want to borrow? What, how do we respond to people when resources are needed or they're requested? You know, so often, even in our own lives, we can, you know, you get in that world, we just roll our eyes, or, oh, oh, again, right? How do we respond emotionally when you look in this? What's the, what's the principle uh, that's being, you know, talked about here? And, and it's really interesting, even in that verse there, don't resist an evil person. That may feel a little, you know, what's that? Here's the, here's the gist of that phrase there which says, do not resist an evil person or someone, and he gets into these things. It's, it's you know, that, revert, that word uh, resist is kind of, uh, you know, stand out against. Don't stand out against that person. Um, and, and what Jesus is getting to here is not to just combat everybody, not to just argue with everybody, but, but to show them Jesus. Well, this gets tough now when you look at all those verses and you look at it through the lens of the gospel and Jesus and how did Jesus respond to accusations and how did Jesus respond to unfairness and how did Jesus respond? Oh, goodness, this is difficult, isn't it? 
You know, because so often, especially in America, we walk around and we are, we are often justified in our actions or we are justified in our positions. We are justified in our, our responses that they're, you know, we can, we can very easily articulate the whys and the whats. We can very easily walk through, well, here's, here's what's going on. So therefore, right? And there's, it's very, very clean. And that's why Jesus is really shaking it up once again. You know, these, these extreme illustrations where if somebody hits you in the cheek, give them the other one. Like, and not like this. That's all you got? Right? That's not what he's saying, right? Like, he's not saying, you know, take the challenge, like, like son, come on. You know? It's like, oh, that's all you got? One more. Come on. Well, bring it. You know? That's not what he's saying here. You know, it's, if somebody takes something from you, give them more. If somebody needs you to do something for them, go further. And Jesus uses these extreme illustrations. You know, why is, why is he giving these extreme illustrations and all of them deal with the three things that are the resources of our life, time, talent, treasure. All of them deal with our time. They deal with our talents, our abilities, our treasures, the things that so often we hold very close to. Oh, I'd love to help, but I don't have time. Oh, I'd love to help, but I don't have, I don't have enough resource. Oh, I'd love to do that, but, you know, I'm not good at that. You know, time, talent, and treasure, these three things that we often hold very, very close to, the principle of this, this whole message here, the principle of this right here is this, to choose love over retaliation in life. The practice of this is very simple. In the same manner that we have received, you should give. Now picture this, right? Picture this concept. P picture this with me. Go, go here with me for a second. Picture a world where you are able to give over and above because of an abundance of resources. Now picture this for me a sec. Just go with me here for a minute. Picture a place, this world, where you can go above and beyond all the time. Why? Because there's this abundance of resources. Right? You have enough time. You have enough you know, ability. You have enough cash. Right, there's this abundance. Think about this world where you can, you can always give above and beyond. Man, isn't that awesome? Wouldn't that be great to just be able to, hey, I'm, I got you. If you need something, you call me. We're good. I got you. I'm going to take care of you. Unless you're moving. Wait, did I say that out loud? Why do I keep doing that? Uh, stop that, Tommy. Uh, no. That's the one thing, you know, as a guy, that's why I don't have a truck anymore. <laughs> that's not true. <laughs> I'm sorry. I have a truck and my truck died. But anyways, uh, but, but uh, <laughs> you know, if you've got a truck, they're like, hey, what you doing next Friday night? Apparently helping you move. Right? Like, so anyways, I'm kidding. <laughs> but think of this world where no matter what, you're there. You've got enough time. You've got enough talent. You've got enough resources. Man, we're ready. We can roll. Think about this world. Picture this world where you're able to give above, over and above because of an abundance of resources. I want to read to you a scripture out of 2 Corinthians. And I love this scripture. And so often there's a portion in here that is, that is often plucked out. 
and, and we hear this often, but I want to read it more in context. We did this last Saturday at prayer, right? Uh, for those of you who are with us at the courthouse for prayer, Saturday morning, 9 a.m., we started our summer prayer series. And so uh, this Sunday, we were at the courthouse, or I'm sorry, this Saturday, yesterday, we were at the courthouse, 9 a.m. We just stood there and prayed and read some scripture, and, and it was an awesome time. This next Saturday at 9 a.m., we'll be at the Washington Park Gazebo downtown. Uh, so we just, all summer long, Saturday morning, 9 a.m., we choose different locations around Sandusky and go pray. But we did this yesterday during our prayer time. We, we talked through uh, a scripture, you know, and I said, hey, we often hear this one scripture. I want to read the beginning and like before and after it to capture some context. So let's open our Bibles up to 2 Corinthians chapter 9, and we're going to read verse 6 through 13, and the verse that you're going to hear in here, and, 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 and the, this is the way it's usually communicated, is this, that God loves a cheerful giver. How many of you ever heard that before? You've heard that phrase like, God loves a cheerful giver. Yeah, like this is a phrase that's used in church all the time, especially when they take offerings, right? Like God loves a cheerful giver. So get happy and open up your wallet. I mean, yeah, right? No, I'm sorry. 2 Corinthians chapter 9, verse 6 through 13. Ready? Let's, let's do this together. It says, remember this. A farmer who plants only a few seeds will get a small crop. But the one who plants generously will get a generous crop. You must each decide in your heart how much to give. And don't give reluctantly, in, uh, reluctantly or in response to pressure. For God loves a person who gives cheerfully. And God will generously provide all you need. Then you always have everything you need and plenty left over to share with others. As the scriptures say, they share freely and give generously to the poor. Their good deeds will be remembered forever. For God is the one who provides seed for the farmer and then bread to eat. In the same way, he will provide and increase your resources and then produce a great harvest of generosity in you. Yes, you will be enriched in every way so that you can always be generous. And when we take your gifts to those who, I'm sorry, when, when we take your gifts to those who need them, they will, listen to this, thank God. So two things will result from this ministry of giving. The needs of the believers in Jerusalem will be met and they will joyfully express their thanks to God. As a result of your ministry, they will give glory to God for your generosity to them and to all believers will prove that you are obedient to the good news of Christ. What an incredible portion of scripture here. And there's a principle that is a whole nother sermon series. You ready? Let's do it. No, I'm kidding. <laughs> but there's a principle here. And it's about giving. You know, I love Psalm uh, 23. Um, and uh, I love the New Living Translation of Psalm 23. It is, I just love it. Because it starts off this way. The Lord is my shepherd. I have all that I need. Oh, I love that. 
I love it. Why? Because in this scripture, how many times does it say, if we are generous, if we give, we will have what we need. Now, the problem with America is we want more than what we need, right? The problem with where we live is we want not only what we need, but we want what we want, right? You, you want what you want. And in America, that's like totally acceptable, like in America, that is acceptable justification to do whatever you need. Hey, heart wants what it wants. So therefore, I can do whatever I want. No. Right? But think about this for a second. God says, if you are generous, if you give, if you give, if you care for others, your time, your talent, your treasure, God will begin to work on your inside and a, and a heart and a spirit of generosity will grow in you. And what is the result of that? You'll have what you need. And if you continue to do that, not only will you have what you need, but you'll have some overflow that you can give, go ahead and give, not, not enjoy, but give. So it's amazing when you look at some of these kind of things, right? Like, like God will take care of you. I want you to ponder this question this week. This is the question for you as the worship team begins to come on up. The question for us this week are this, is in what areas of my life do I tend to hold back on? In what areas of my life do I freely give of? Now, this is an incredible wrestling question for you. Because when you look at this principle in Matthew, right? What's he, what's he saying? What's he saying is that sometimes life is not fair. And sometimes you will give more than others. And sometimes people will insult you or, or people will uh, will we'll say things about you. There will be an offense or sometimes people will take things from you or, or there'll be this situation that maybe doesn't work out in your favor, right? Like the, the decision on whatever isn't in your favor, right? So, so or maybe sometimes somebody around us will need something or what, whatever it may be. When you walk through this life, how does your heart respond the gospel is about generosity. For God so loved the world that what? He gave his son. Why did he give his son? So that we could be forgiven, so that we could have a relationship with him. Jesus came to this world as a gift of God so that we could be forgiven, healthy, and whole. I mean, think about that for a second. And as we have received God's grace and if we have received God's love, and if we have received God's provision and his resource, as God continues to provide for us, as God continues to care for us, we should, the principle, the practice of this is that we should give in the same manner that we have received. There's this principle here that is hard. We know it's hard because as humans, we want things to be fair. I mean, we just want life to be fair. You know, you ever, you ever just sit at home on the couch disappointed about something and just go, man, that's not fair. 
doggone it. That's not fair. Oh, that's not fair. It's not fair. It could be, it's not fair as it relates to health conditions. Why, why do I have to deal with this? And nobody else does. That's not fair. It, it could be maybe the struggles we have in life financially. That's not fair. It's just not fair. Right? Why, why couldn't I get that promotion? Or why didn't, why didn't I get that job? Or why does it always seem to be working out for them? Why, why? That's not fair. You know, maybe it's relationships. Maybe sometimes in relationships you go, why, is it, why does it seem like they have a ton of friends? That's not fair. Or, or I've, been, I've been praying and believing for a spouse. I've been praying and fasting and, and everyone seems to be getting married around me. What? That's not fair. Now, there's so many different things in our own lives that if we were sitting down with someone or a counselor or maybe just being real with ourselves, sitting on the couch, I'm sure every single person in this room and anyone watching online would be able to say, well, listen, that's not fair. That's just not fair. And the unfortunate reality of life is that it's not fair. But you know what is beautiful? Is that we could be countercultural, and that's what Jesus is asking us to be to just embrace the unfairness of life and to go above and beyond. Like to embrace, it's not fair, it's not. But you know what? God is the same yesterday, today, and forever. And while that situation may not be fair, you know what else is not fair? The fact that he had to die on the cross for me. That wasn't fair either. It wasn't fair that he had to take the punishment for my sin, that wasn't fair either. But you know what, God is able. And God is good. And if I would, what would, what would happen if we lived in a world where we could give freely over and above because of, a, of, a, of an overwhelming uh, just resources that abound? Think, think about this. Who lives in us? The creator of the universe. The God that is all-knowing. The God that is all-powerful. I mean, think about that for a minute. Why do we need, feel the need to hold on to anything? We have the God of gods, the great I am, with us. The great I am who understands our hurt and our pain and walks with us. And when the Lord is my shepherd, I am okay. Why? Because I have all that I need. You know, we talk about I can do all things through Christ who gives me strength. Look at those situations that are not fair and apply that scripture to it. It's not fair, but you can do all things through Christ who gives you strength. What does that mean? It means that, that God's strength in you will get you through this season, but don't complain. And if, the, and, and if, and if someone insults you. Love them and show them Jesus in the midst of insults. 
and someone takes something from you, love them and show them Jesus in the midst of loss. If someone demands something of you, needs something of you, is always around you, always give it to them. Love them and show them Jesus. It's the gospel. It's like in 2 Corinthians. When we do this, how many times in that portion of scripture, scripture did it say that they will give thanks to God? I know sometimes we want thanks. It's not about us. That when we are generous, when we give, when we overcome insult and overcome loss and overcome pain and unfairness of life, when we overcome those things and we allow God to work through us with love and grace, it draws people to him. And that's what it's about. And as we stand here tonight, today, today, and um, I want you to ponder these things. What, what are the areas of my life that we just hold real tight to? The things, the unfairness that we, you know, we just, you know, I hold on to that because I can. And what are the areas of our life that we freely give to? What are the areas of our life that we just, we surrender, we give, and we allow God's presence, and we allow God to provide, and we lean into God. The, 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 the way to get through this is to allow God in our hearts and our lives. This is not easy. And can I tell you, you will not be able to overcome the unfairness of this world on your own. It just, it will wear you down. It'll wear you down. Oh, but Jesus, in our hearts and lives, the strength, oh, the resource. When God is in us, we can be countercultural in a world that needs to see truth, that needs to see love. Oh, man, what a challenge for us today. Here's my prayer. I'm going to say it to you today. Here's what I want you to pray this week. And then we're going to take a moment to sing, and then I'll come up and close in a moment. But here's what I want you to pray. Lord, help me to love like you love, give like you give, and serve like you serve. Help me to keep my heart soft and my hands open, giving glory to you in all things. Well, that's our weekly prayer. Let that be your prayer today. Lord, help us to love how he loves us to give how he gave and gives. Help us to serve how he served and how he serves. Help us to be more like him. You know, if you're here today and you just need Jesus in your life, can I tell you that the creator of the universe loves you? Oh, just take a moment in your heart as we, we'll have some people up forward here that will pray for you. If, you know, every week people check that box in their connect card made a decision to follow Jesus. That's it. That's all it is. It's a decision to say, God, I need you. That's it. We got some people to pray with you. If you're struggling with some things in your life, give me some people to pray for you. There's some people up here that will pray for you. If you need to just spend some time with Jesus at the altar, you can do that too. But we're going to sing a song. I want you to pray that prayer, to ponder that question. 
and spend some time with Jesus this morning because this world needs it. Father, we just thank you. Without you, we can't do it. Without you, we can't do it. Lord, we need you. We need you. We need you. Lord, I pray for those that are hurting, that are searching. Lord, I pray you help us to, to represent you well with your love and with your grace, with your compassion, with your empathy. Lord, help us to Help us to represent you well today. For those who just need you, Lord, help them to seek you, to find you, to surrender to you. Lord, today, I pray, fill our hearts and our lives and let your light shine through us in this world. In Jesus' name we pray, amen, amen. Thank you for joining us today. We hope that God spoke to you through today's message. If you wanna know more about Faith Church, Text CONNECT to 419-664-4555. Be sure to subscribe and share this podcast with your friends. Thanks for listening, and may you find and follow Jesus in all you do.